Um, Thanksgiving continues to be a day for Americans to come together around the table, and, um, and I'm pretty sure they didn't have pumpkin pie and uh, things like we had back in those days. Um, it's a little bit different from the menu, but Thanksgiving does bring a, about a lot of thoughts and images in people's minds. I remember, did anybody else make the, uh, make the uh, pilgrims' uh, hats out of uh, construction paper when you were a kid? Yeah. And wore those things around looking like an absolute doofus. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I could just go on. I'm mentioning so many things. Um, but, but for us as Christians, this holiday actually should, and if it doesn't, you're missing the point. Uh, this should actually mean something more than just a day off from work. It should be more than just watching football. It should be more than just eating so much you've got to unbuckle your belt. It should be uh, more than drama with your family. It should be more than stretching to go on Black Friday, Sunday, I mean Friday, uh, and, and go shopping, um, or Cyber Saturday, or anything like that. All right, this is something completely different for us. This is a special day set aside for us to do what we should be doing all the time anyway. Come on, somebody. We should be doing this all the time. We do it as a special day because, I, and I think it's very interesting that, that, that we can do it as a country as one day devoted to thank God for his blessings, all right? But we ought to be doing this anyway. Psalms, and I ask you to go ahead and turn to Colossians chapter 3, but let me read something to you out of Psalms 118. It says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And his love endures forever. Colossians chapter 3, where you are there in verse number 15. It says this, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, uh, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Now watch this next part. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Now twice in this passage of Scripture, Paul tells us to be thankful. And not just be thankful on a special day, not just be thankful on a, on a day set aside for it. He's telling us to be thankful all the time. And he's saying this uh, in the midst of the peace of God that passes all understanding. Um, let it rule your hearts. Okay? He says, let the peace of God rule your hearts to which you were called in one body. But then he, it doesn't just stop there. He says, and be thankful. So to me, this is tying together the fact that if you need peace in your life, you need to start with being thankful for what you do have. Because, you know, if you know what you have and you understand where it came from and you're thankful for it, how many of you know you're, you're kind of a little more at ease when it comes to the next step? You know, we've been pastoring now two years. This church is just a little over two years old. And I am, I am eternally grateful every Sunday uh, for the people that show up. I'm eternally grateful for the, the offerings that you give. 
And I'm just now getting to the place where I can sort of relax a little bit and go, are we going to be okay this month? Now, I'm not saying that to put any guilt on any of you. I'm saying it this way. I had to go every day, every day, every Sunday after it's over, every day during the week, I have to go and look and say, well, so-and-so wasn't here, but you know what? So-and-so was, and I'm thankful they were here. It is, it is a, a step in the right direction for your peace of mind to start with being thankful for what God has done in your life. But then he goes on to say this, whatever you do in word and deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now think about that. Everything you do in word and deed should be something that thanks God. This is why you can't really go out and sin, sin because you can't sin and thank God at the same time. I mean, honestly, I, I heard uh, uh, a minister tell a story one time about a, a fellow that was trying to quit smoking. Now, if you smoke, don't feel condemnation at all. I am not trying to condemn you by this story. I'm telling you the story for where this guy was. This guy told a story. Now, listen, uh, let me say something else here real quick. I, I'm not saying smoke it up. It's good for you. I'm not saying that either. But I don't want anybody to walk out of here feeling condemned about your, where you are in your walk with God. You stay in there. God will get you out of that. Come on, somebody. Somebody should have got better amen than that. All right? All right? But this gentleman was trying to quit smoking, and he went and talked to his pastor, and his pastor told him, pulled this scripture out on him. He said, so whatever you do in word and deed, do it all in, in the name of the Lord Jesus and, 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 and be thankful. He said, so the next time you're feeling that craving, I want you to pull that cigarette out, light it up, and say, thank you, Jesus, for this cigarette. I'm smoking it for your glory. That's what his advice was. And he said, the guy looked at him real funny. He said, I'm serious. This is what you're supposed to do. So go home, light up that cigarette or whatever you get the next craving, and just tell him, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to smoke this for your glory. And the guy said he got about two puffs into it and said, I'm just so convicted. And he just threw it down and never picked him up again. Now, that's a, that's, a, that's a really extreme story, but it gets the point over. Everything that we do in word and deed should be something that thanks God. And if you can't do it and it thanks God, probably ought not be doing it. But if we're going to thank God in everything that we say and everything that we do, then that means thanksgiving is something that is past, present, and future, that, that psalm scripture again, 118 verse 1, give thanks to the Lord for his, for he is good, his love endures, now notice that last word there, forever, forever. How many of you know forever is past, present, and future? And that means our thanksgiving should be based on past, come on, present, and future. Thank, let's talk about this first. Thank God for what he has done. Luke chapter 17, verse number 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled through the border between Samaria and Galilee. And he was going into a village. Ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. 
And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now I want you to flip over to 1 Chronicles, over in the Old Testament, to chapter 16. Now this story of these lepers, one guy out of ten came back and thanked Jesus for healing him. And he didn't just come back. Now I want you to get this. He didn't just come back and go, hey, you know, that was awful swell. (laughs) Thanks for that. He didn't just come back and go, you get me. Watch this now. He didn't just come back and and be like, oh, you know, I understand this. um, But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually feeling better. So thanks. That's not what he did. He came back, and it says here, uh, he says, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God, come on now, in a loud voice. You know, if you're going to tell God thank you, don't, don't mess around with just, give it to him. If somebody does something nice for you, or you do something nice for somebody, don't you like to hear thank you? Or do you like to have them just come up to you and just put that smile on your face? And this is usually the response we always get. They come up with that smirk on their face, and we always give them this right here. What? You know what they're smiling about, but you want to hear it anyway, don't you? What? (laughs) What? Don't mess around with telling God thank you with all these sinners. Oh, he understands. God knows everything. God, get, Listen, this guy came back and understanding what God had done for him. He saw he was healed. Seeing is not an act of faith. Seeing is an act of what you know. If you can see it, I don't got to believe it. That, that's a, that whole phrase, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, that's baloney. You know it when you see it. This guy saw he was healed, meaning I don't have to believe this anymore. Ha ha, I'm healed. I'm running back saying, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, for healing me. Now, I want you to notice that his thank you was just as loud as what he said to get it. Look back up there in verse number 12. At verse 13. Now, let's go to 12. And he was going into a village. Ten men had leprosy, met him. They stood at a distance. Now watch this next verse. And called out with a loud voice. Now when we're in trouble and we need something, we're not a bit ashamed to say, Oh God, help! Oh, I'm having the best day that I could possibly have. Oh! Don't you care? We're really ready to get on the phone and and, and call somebody else to pray with us. We're really ready to do that. But listen, all ten of them were shouting their need out. 
They were shouting what was wrong. They were, and listen, this is the way we operate. We're really always ready to tell somebody what's wrong. We're really, oh, because it makes us sound spiritual. We recognize the enemy. Now I'm calling a prayer meeting. When was the last time, though, you got just as, come on now, this is good preaching right here. When's the last time you got just as vocal with what God did as what he needs to do for you? Because that's what Thanksgiving is all about. We need to be just as vocal. We need to be just as loud with our praise and our thanks to God for what he has done as we were when we were down on our knees going, Oh my God, the world is on fire. It's ending all around me. The world is caving in. Save me, Lord. When he saves you, you ought to be shouting this just as, just as loud. Thank you, Lord, that you reached in the depth and pulled me out. Come on, somebody. I was sick and didn't feel very and you reached down and healed me. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I had a bill I didn't know. Come on, somebody. How I was going to pay and you met my need. We need to be just as vocal. First Chronicles chapter 16, verse number 8 says, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim His greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done let the whole world know now for those of you who need to understand this when good things happen in our lives things that are good come from god folks we don't deserve it we're not that good we're not that smart Come on, somebody. We didn't work that hard. We didn't just have things aligned perfectly for us for that day. The reason that things are good happen in our lives is because God is good and his mercy endures forever. Just the other day. This is the second time this has happened to us. We were at uh, Animal Kingdom the other day. And Jody lost her keys. Now, I've lost my keys I, I did it at uh, Hollywood Studios. We were there having a great time, and it's a real panicked thought. You don't know where you lost them at. <laughs> you don't know what ride you were on. You don't, and you're thinking, this place is enormous, and there's just, what are we going to do? And um, so, thank God I had my set of keys with me, so I went over, because we met there. So I had to go and pull my keys out and give them to her, and and um, so then she got on the phone, called Lost and Found, and I'm just going to tell you something right now. For four amusement parks, two water parks, and all them hotels over there, it's impressive that they can find what they find. <laughs> because they found mine when I was at Hollywood Studios, and they found Jody's. And they were like, oh, yeah, we got your keys. It's right here. Just come by this, this uh, guest services place. And I remember when, I, when, I, when it happened to me, I actually took a picture of it. You know, I picked up my keys, and I laid them down, and I took a picture of it, and I was like, and I wrote in great big capital letters, thank you, Jesus. My keys were found at, at uh, this park, and I went and picked them up. And I remember, I posted it on Facebook, and I remember people that I know, people I went to school with and things like that, people told me, I said, well, you know, you ought to be thanking the good folks at Disney, too. Don't worry about thanking God. Somebody that works at Disney found your keys. And I want to say this. Listen, people are obviously 
vessels that God uses, and we should, I just preached eight weeks on walking in love and treating people the right way. We should tell people thank you, okay? And they should be thanked. But if we really understand the bigger picture, behind people is the God who created people. And he's the one that causes, come on somebody, what Romans chapter 8 says, we know all things work together for good to those of God and to those who are called according to his purpose. God has been the truest reason for good things that have happened in your life. Even when you weren't serving him. This is why you should be all the more vocal with your thanking him. Well, I wasn't a Christian always. And I can think of, of a lot of things that I got in my life that I struggled for and I worked my hand in off for. And, and uh, you know, I, 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 I mean... I, I, I did this because he wouldn't have done it for me because he didn't know me. Romans chapter 5, verse number 8 says this, but God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Don't tell me all the good things that you got in your life before you knew Jesus is because you worked that hard. No, the reason is, is that God is merciful and he died for you just as much as he died for me, just as much as he died for somebody sitting next to you. And he wants to bless all mankind and anything good that we have in this world is because we serve a good God and he deserves our thanksgiving for what he's done in our lives. We also need to thank him for what he's doing right now and what he's getting ready to do. Well, isn't Thanksgiving kind of a past tense thing? I mean, shouldn't I say thank you when somebody does, has done something for me? Listen, God is at work right now working on your behalf. Right now. There are things he's doing for you right now that you don't have any idea about. That means you ought to be telling him thank you. It's not something that we do once it's over with. It's not something that we do, well, once I get it, then I'll thank him. Listen, thanksgiving, not only is it for what he has done and you don't have to believe for anymore, but it's also about things that you don't know about, and it's the ultimate act of faith. Mark chapter 11, verse number 12. Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Verse number 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus, and Jesus answered and said to him, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray... Believe that you receive them, and you will have them. 
Many people go to face challenges or things in their lives that are hard. Most of the time, now I said to you when we were talking about walking in love, that the first place you ought to check is how you're treating other people and, and your love walk. That's where you ought to check first. But the second place you ought to, you ought to look at it is, is, is you need to go and check and ask and see if, you're, if your praise to God or your thanksgiving to God is measuring up. Because this is also a real big place that people's blessings get held up. They believe they'll make that right confession. They'll actually speak to their mountain. They'll actually pray about it. But they don't always follow up their praying with thanksgiving until the answer shows up. But really, if you look at this, Christian, throw that uh, verse number 24 back up there for me. 11.24. Therefore I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. Now, when are you supposed to believe that you receive them? When you pray. Not, not when they show up. Come on now. Not when, you, not when the money's in the bank account. Not when your fever breaks. Not when the job opportunity comes and they hire you. Come on now. You're supposed to believe it when you pray. Okay, so what does that mean? That means that we have to believe that God's power goes to work immediately, just like it did in the fig tree, all right? The same thing that happened to the fig tree is happening to your mountain. As soon as Jesus spoke to the fig tree, his power went to work dismantling that fig tree from the inside. And as soon as you pray and as soon as you speak to your mountain, your Mountain begins being dismantled, come on now, from the inside as soon as you pray. As soon as you say amen. Which means what? If it's happening, what's the proper response for when somebody does something nice? You should be saying thank you. If that is the case, thanksgiving, it is the proper response in advance before before we experience it, we believe it. And if, if, if that's what it is, then believing is to warrant a big thank you from you. Let me read you a, a little article I found. Uh, in her book, Healing from Heaven by Dr. Lillian B. Yeomans, she tells the story of a woman who went to China as a missionary many years ago when China was open to receiving the gospel. This missionary contracted smallpox. In those days, no cure existed for this disease, so doctors would, could do little for her. If a person contracted smallpox back then, there was no hope, and the person just died. It was a deadly disease. This missionary was quarantined in her room, and ugly smallpo smallpox marks covered her body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. There she was, stricken with a deadly disease, with little medical assistance, destitute, and in a... Uh, excuse me, in a faraway country, virtually given up to die. She didn't know what to do since there was no cure, so she began to fervently seek the Lord. The Lord always rewards the diligent seeker, and he always answers sincere, faith-filled prayers. So he spoke to her and told her to praise him for his faithfulness to keep his word. Then he showed her a vision of two baskets. One basket contained the test and trial, the smallpox, that basket was full. The other basket 
contained her praise and thanksgiving, and the basket was not even half full. The Lord told her the praise basket needed to be, needed to be filled with praises so that it would outweigh the basket of the test and trial. And when the praise basket was full, her healing would be manifested. As this missionary lay quarantined in her room, she began to fervently praise and worship the Lord day and night. Everyone feared for her life and thought that the loud praises coming from her room was little more than an act of a delirious woman. But in spite of all opposition, she continued to praise God. She sang praises to God from her heart. She did nothing but praise the Lord. She praised him for his greatness. She praised him for all that he had ever done for her. She praised him for his faithfulness to his word. She praised him for her healing. She praised God and praised God and praised God. What was the result of such sincere and devoted praise to God? Finally, after several days of heartfelt praise, the Lord showed her that the praise basket was full. She stood up and walked out of that quarantine room completely healed. Her skin was as smooth and as clear as a child's. No smallpox pox marks were, were to be found anywhere on her body. Now, I want you to notice that she was praising and thanking God right in the middle of being sick. Right in the middle of smallpox staring at her. Right in the middle of, of, the, of the skin irritation. Right in the middle of knowing she's going to die. She's thanking him. Right in the middle of what you're going through. Are you thanking God that you have an answer? Right in the middle of your lack of finances, are you thanking him that, that my God will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory? Come on. The next time you're feeling bad, are you, are you thanking him that by his stripes you're healed? Because right in the midst of that, she's thanking him for answering her prayers. What's she doing? I thank you for what you're doing right now, and I thank you for what you're getting ready to do. Her faith reached out and grabbed a hold of the answer that she needed and pulled it into her life. She gave thanks for what he was doing and what he was getting ready to do. If you'll do this in your life, if you'll lift your voice as loud and as fervently as when your, your test and your trial comes, if you'll lift your voice loud in thanksgiving just as loud as you do when you're, when you're panicking about what's going to happen, he will answer you. He'll reach into the middle of the messiest of situations and pull you out. Come on. He will reach into the middle of the darkest days and shine light all around. Come on. He'll reach into a, 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 to, to somebody else's heart and he'll have them move, move, move on their heart and have them come and, 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 and bless you in some financial way. God will do things be, that will blow your mind if you'll just thank him for it in advance. And as we stand here at the beginning of this week of Thanksgiving, Thursday, we will spend the day doing that. Think about all the things that could pass in this country and in our lives just from us doing what we're supposed to do. Give God the credit and the thanks that he deserves and spend some time understanding that even though it looks like it comes from the hands of man, the hands of your hard work, 
those hands are vessels for the power and the presence of God to operate in and through so that you are then put into a place to receive more of the power and the giftings of the Holy Spirit.